Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Well, I'm Joel, and I have Mike with me. We're getting set to talk about the grace of God, growing in the grace of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mike, it's good to have you with me as we we just have our weekly casual conversation about God's goodness. How are things going with you, Mike? Going good, Joel. I uh, I enjoy getting together and doing these. It's it's also nice to hear from some of the listeners out there too. So before the program is done, we got to remember to let them know how they can contact us toward the end of the program because we really do like hearing from people, and we've heard from some that. Uh, from different parts of the, the country, and perhaps uh, there are some listening around the world on Grace Walk Radio. Talking about God's goodness, you know, I, I remember something we shared last uh, time. Uh, you know, I brought up how Jesus had said, uh, you know, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Uh, you're going to have uh, some bad things happening to you. But he says, be of good cheer. I'm looking in John 16, at the end of John 16. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ dwells in us. You know, our old man, the old, uh, the old man, the, the person who was born in Adam, uh, died uh, because it had to die because in order to be joined with Christ, that old person that we were had to die. But spiritually speaking, we've been born again. We've received new life. And what that life is is the life of Christ that lives in us. And since Jesus has overcome the world, the Spirit of Jesus, who overcame the world, lives in us. And so even if there are dire circumstances going on around us, bad things happening, or even good things, uh, be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus Christ is in us, and he's overcome the world. Well, and, and some might suggest that, well, it's, it's God's will for you to have tribulation. It's God's will for you to be persecuted. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to split those doctrinal hairs during this program, Joel. But we've been talking the last couple of weeks about the goodness of God and sometimes how He gets blamed for a lot of things that really aren't His doing or His fault. Um, even sometimes we believers get caught up in that, not not meaning to to you know blame God, but sometimes that's what happens. Well, that's a beautiful scripture you just read there. I mean, you may go through tribulation. And I think everybody has a different picture of what tribulation is, but your life may be filled with it right now. And Jesus says, be of good cheer. You know, take courage. Don't lose heart. I've overcome the world. And, and I'm gonna live in you and you in me. And, and I, I, I can help you overcome whatever tribulation it is you're going through. You know, some people, uh, make a big doctrine out of, uh, Paul's thorn in the flesh. I don't want to get into this too big, Joel. But most, well, a lot of Christians think that Paul, whatever his thorn in the flesh was, and people have a different view of what that might have been, but they just think that he ended up having to live with it for the rest of his life. Well, most people believe that because of uh, the doctrine that they've been raised in. Now, I'm not going to try to sit here and pretend I'm an expert on Paul's thorn in the flesh. I'm not. But I can see very easily, Joel, where it's it's very easy for us to read things into the passage that aren't necessarily there. You know, Paul said that he asked the Lord three times to take it away. And the response from God was, 
my grace is sufficient for you. And most people interpret that to mean, no. <laughs> God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I heard one preacher one time say that that word sufficient, if you dig deep enough into the original language, it means to ward off, to assist, to defend. And so then Paul went on to say that I'll, I'll glory in some of this because it, I, you know, I, you, you can you can read a couple of different things into this, Joel. Some people think that if God told Paul no, and uh, therefore Paul decided, well, I'll, I'll still be happy. I'll I'll still carry this burden with me for the rest of my life, and I'll still be happy with it. But then you could take another look at it and say, does it, does it really say that in that passage of scripture? Um, it's a good question. I mean, some might suggest that Paul, uh, through the power of Christ, did overcome whatever uh, infirmity or you know infirmity or whatever it was that he was going through, based on because of the fact that God's strength was made perfect in that weakness. Maybe Paul overcame that. I know at one time Paul mentioned that of all the persecutions, the afflictions, the tribulations that he had gone through, that God delivered him out of them all. And I find that kind of interesting that Paul would make that statement after all that he had gone through. He made the statement that God delivered him out of them all. Yeah, God delivered him, and, that, and that's where we put our trust in because you know so many of these things. I mean, like you said, we can look at this. Look, we can look at this verse about Paul's thorn in his flesh, and you can get all. <laughs> you can look at it and get so caught up in. In in what is actually being said here, uh, I mean, you know, the bottom line, of course, is that our trust is in is in God and and He Jesus Christ, having overcome the world, He's in us. We 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 become overcomers and conquerors and and more than conquerors. And our our, our trust and and our focus becomes not on the afflictions, uh, but just realizing that whatever the affliction, Jesus Christ is a conqueror and more than a conqueror. And and if what goes on if what happens is that this particular thorn that might be in somebody's life, you know, is is removed, or uh, or or whatever. If not, this, the the focus still is Jesus Christ. And just to kind of lighten things up here for a second, I'm I'm reminded of James and <laughs> and wasn't he called the apostle with camel's knees? Uh, uh, boy, was he cool. the one? <laughs> I don't listen to rumors. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> well, somebody, I think it's actually in the Bible, uh, just because he prayed so much. And, and <laughs> I mean, what a burden to carry. I mean, just to be on your knees all the time and to have, you know, that type of thing. But I was just trying to light things up just a little bit there. <laughs> I don't, is that really in the Bible? <laughs> I, I think it I've is. never heard that before. Well, maybe... I don't know. Maybe I'm reading a different version of the Bible. <laughs> I can't say that my knees are anything to brag about. It's not because I pray too much, but uh, I'm not going to jump on James's case about it. <laughs> nah, it could. I don't. I don't know. It may be easier for a camel's knees to go through the eye of a needle. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe that's where you saw it. At. <laughs> All I know is that I'm not going to let this little thorn of, of of me trying to figure something out that might be in the Bible, might not be. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to be of good cheer because Christ is in me, uh, whether I quoted the Bible right or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Again, uh, the bottom line, Christ is divine. We're the branch. And, and to abide in him really means to put your trust in him and, and just know that... Yeah, 
whatever the circumstances of life, Christ is there. Christ is with us. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. He promised that, and he remains faithful to his promise, that by his Spirit he lives in us, and this life is, is, is really, you know, this life in Christ, it, we, we often, to kind of get this onto the, the grace walk message, uh, we tend as human beings to live by our senses, to live by what we see, by what we hear, what we feel, our circumstances going on around us. And, and we kind of let ourselves get led by what's going on around us. Whereas in Christ, living the grace walk is a matter of putting our uh, putting our trust not in what we see, you know, walking not by sight, but walking by faith, walking by trusting in that one who indwells us, living uh, trusting in the life of Christ in us. That's where our hope is at. That's where our faith is at. Sometimes we get shaken up. Sometimes these tribulations and trials in life are brought on ourselves. We bring them on ourselves because simply because we don't trust. And I know it's it's a it's a process. It's it's a learning process of, of living life, learning to trust in God. Nobody has arrived at this perfect place of of trusting in Him. But as we go through tribulations, as we go through thorns in the flesh, as we go through things in life, let's take these and use them as opportunities to grow in faith. Uh, to understand, man, you know what? I was living by my senses. I was living by all these circumstances, being so focused on the circumstances that my focus wasn't on Christ. And and we can learn from these things, and hopefully the next time something comes along, which probably isn't going to be too long, it's stuff happens in life all the time, and maybe the next time we can remember, you know what? I, I didn't quite like how that turned out when I was walking by my flesh. Uh, my own senses, but now I put my trust in, in Christ and walk by faith. Well, you can always know that no, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter what it is that uh, is, is trying to drag you down, that you are in Christ. Nothing's ever going to change that. There's something about love that just draws people, and that's what everyone really is looking for. They're, they're looking for uh, true love with a capital L, the God kind of love, the, the love that is uh, without condition. Um we got a dog last year for Christmas, Joel, for my daughter. She's been asking for one for years. None of us wanted a dog in the family, but we finally gave in. We thought it might be good for her. I did not want a dog in the house. I just didn't. It's, it's just a little thing. Uh, cute as a button. She's smart, too. Uh, and it's been a year now, but we, <laughs> you know, she's she's kind of become a part of the family, and you sort of get used to it. The one thing I do like about having a dog, every time I come home, she is thrilled to see me. I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't have her moods, but every time I come home, I know the kind of greeting I'm going to get. It, it's always the same. And God's love for you never changes either. It, it's always going to stay the same. He's always going to be just uh, thrilled uh, with you. And, and if, if, if uh, I mean, I think of the prodigal story, Joel. I mean, God will always run to the door to let you in. When, when when you decide that you want to come home. Yeah, we get this picture of God as, as being at a distance, of, of waiting for us to do something right, or, or consistently live right before he'll, he'll reach out to us. But you know what? No matter what you've ever done, no matter what you do, no matter how far away you feel that you are from God, <laughs> you know what? His love supersedes all of that. It's so far above all of of what we think 
uh, you know, God might feel about us. He is unconditional love. You know, the Bible says God is love, and the definition of love is unconditional love. He is love without any conditions. It's not based upon how good you are. It's he, God doesn't even love you in spite of the bad things you've done. God's love supersedes all of that. God loves you because he's love, and he is thrilled about you. He's crazy about you. There's nothing you could ever do or not do that would ever make him be any less thrilled about you. He created you, and and that's just a, a, a thing that we need to get into our hearts and, and, and to focus on and dwell upon, that God loves us, period. Nothing will ever change that. Not any circumstance, good or bad, it'll always stay the same, and that's that's an exciting thing, Joel, to, to always be uh, greeted that way when I come home. I mean, I kind of like it. I'm, I'm not always there bouncing at the door when my wife comes home, and she doesn't <laughs> do the same for me. But the dog's always doing that. Well, come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I you, you mean you don't jump up and down when your wife comes home? <laughs> no. Oh man, I'm, my wife must think I'm crazy. I'm holding a dish in my mouth, waiting for her to put some food in it. <laughs> Well, this is probably a good place to end with. Uh, for one thing, we're out of time. And for another thing, you said we'd give uh, contact info. And really, uh, the best way to get a hold of us, Mike or Joel, uh, is uh, through a website called graceroots.org. And we thank you for listening. We'll be back next time for more talk about the wonderful, unconditional love of God. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 